clients appreciate business owners who support other business owners as well because we're actually all trying to do the same thing we're all people in business so it's not like a sort of them and us we have the same end goals i just think that's about mindset that's lucy o'reilly web and brand designer digital marketer and more her guiding values are collaboration guidance and growth And as someone I work with regularly, I thought it was the perfect time to discuss collaboration as an important model for business growth. And in this episode of Your Truth Shared, we explore the website development process, copywriting, and the various collaborative models out there from referral to affiliate marketing and more. I'm Fanola Howard, intuitive marketer, your host and founder of How Great Marketing Works. I believe that every business has a story to tell because that's how the market decides whether to buy or not. And your story has to resonate with who you are and with the people you want to serve. And this podcast is about helping you reach the market in a way that feels right to you. So if you're an entrepreneur with a dream you want to make real, then this is the podcast for you because great marketing is your truth shared. We've kind of talked about investment recently. We've talked about different models. We've talked about models like we saw in GIY and with Thor, A Rain, which were a completely different uh, approach to business. And I kind of wanted to talk about models that can be used inside of a business as well. And the model I wanted to talk about today was this idea of collaboration and collaboration with a view to, well, I suppose my view on it is collaboration with a view to expansion or broadening your reach or broadening your thinking even to explore things. And I thought, what better way to do it (laughs) than to talk to my really good friend, Lucy O'Reilly from Designs for Growth, who I collaborate with enormously and have done since, actually don't know when we first started collaborating, but we met in 2019. And welcome, Lucy. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, Fanola. So excited to be here. (laughs) Cool. Lucy, why don't you say a little bit about what you do? I am primarily a web designer, (laughs) but I also do an awful lot more than that. I'm a brand designer. I'm an online course creator. Well, I don't design my own courses, but I help online course creators get their courses online, uh, build their website, build out the platform for their, their course. I also wear, well, I wear a very large marketing hat all the time in my work. So I'm a marketeer as well, I guess. But well, you've studied well. it. You, you <laughs> come from that background and from an event background and have worked in France. I mean, we'll do an episode where we just talk about that journey another time. But I just thought this would be interesting because we're kind of living this topic at the moment and exploring it. And um, how do you how would you describe how our journey started, just even from your perspective? Um, I think it probably started by a mutual interest in marketing, obviously. Of course, yeah. Um, I think you you heard me speak uh, on a webinar um, as part of a network, uh, one of the networks. That's right. And I was I was talking, yeah, I was talking about web design, but as I say, I I, I can't help talk about marketing as well because I just well, your website is just such a big part of your 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 marketing toolkit. So well, it's a um, real uh, yeah. manifestation of 
who you are, what you're about. It's your home, effectively, your shop front, your home. Yeah. And it's what a lot of business owners like sort of cling on to go, well, I have a website, so I'm doing marketing, you know, but uh, we know that actually beyond that. But so, yeah, I think there was you heard me speak and then we you said, let's have a a one to one. And then, well, well, then we just got on. And I mean, obviously Mm. that like that's (laughs) that's the uh, foundation. Yeah. And I, I actually remember the webinar now because I remember I was typing in the chat all the time going, and yeah, and what about this? <laughs> and yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, I think I was probably talking about how to, yeah, how to design your website for your ideal client. Um, mm. You know, because so many people design their websites, it's all about them and their business, but actually it's, well, you have to design it with your ideal client in mind whether that comes to the visuals or the certainly the copy that you use and so on. So, yeah, it was kind of a, that, that was a sort of tack. Was but isn't that such an easy trap to fall into? Because we say to ourselves, oh, I must, you know, get my message out there. So therefore my message must be about me. Whereas the flip has to be that the message is actually about them or they won't read it. Absolutely. That's yeah. What I say to my clients is that your that their clients need to or their prospects need to land on their web website and feel at home and go, yeah, this this business gets me, this person gets me. They need to be nodding along as they're reading your copy, going, Yeah, that's exactly mm. what I'm dealing with. And so they're but if, if they're reading about your qualifications or your fifteen years in business, they're like, Yeah, well I I take that as a given that you're a professional yeah. and that you know what you're doing. You know, it's not really what they want to read. They 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 land there invariably because they've got a problem and they've gone to Google looking yeah. for the answer to that to that that problem. So if you don't if you don't present that back to them, if they don't reflect that back to them, they're they're less. You know, only got six seconds to keep their attention anyway. So how do you know it's six you know, seconds? I love oh, when these that's things. What the stats- Yeah, but that's I mean, that's the thing that I love about you, you when working with you, you always bring it back to this, you know, core question or uh, it it, sometimes it feels like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, like it's not that you're slapping me in the face with the information. It's that you you bring me back to center, you know, to to the 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 essence of what needs to happen here on this website. You know what I mean? You have that gift for that. Yeah, well, uh, every website should have a goal and that, you yeah. know, the business has a goal, but then your audience also has a goal. So it needs to, you need to put your, your prospect, I don't know what word to use, you need to put the audience's goal first and foremost, as we've just said. Yeah. But you as a business also have a goal for your website. So what is that? What are you trying to do? And and it's not always buy now or, you know, call, you know, book a call. It could be, depending on what you, you know, it could be you're trying to grow your email list. So your main goal for a while might be just to get people to to download a, a lead magnet or, you know, give them something in return for their email address. So you have to keep those because then what are your what do your calls to action say? You haven't got that stuff worked out. Well, what, what <laughs> what's the point? You know, yeah. so, yeah, I'm kind of, I guess, a bit pragmatic about that. It's like, well, what are we trying to achieve here? What What's this all about? Why we do but this? I love that. I love that you're that pragmatic. And I think that kind of leads in really nicely of how we, you know, because my goal always when I'm because what we started collaborating on first was um, you asked me to work with a couple of your clients. Yeah, because clients were coming to me. Um, well, 
invariably they come and they go, I need a website. And I go, okay, great. And then, so we, you know, dig, a, dig into their business a little bit. So I understand what they're, what they're about. And then I sort of say, well, have you got an existing website? So we take a look at that if they have one. And so then the, you know, the visuals obviously then pop out at me and mm-hmm. sometimes I get a sense that maybe the brand isn't strong enough. So I kind of say, well, actually it might be a little bit early for a website. So what about your visual identity? And, you know, I mean, that conversation can go lots of ways, but sometimes, you know, or they come to me going, actually, I don't, I need a visual identity or I just have a logo, but it's not working or I need something more, you know, that really represents my business. So when we get into, when we have that conversation, so then I'm asking them about their why and, you know, what their values are and their mission and all that positioning work. And then we realize that actually they're not super clear on that as well. Or they might be saying to me, actually, I kind of want to change the name of my business and I don't know what to call it. And that's where I go, okay, I'm a designer. I'm not a strategist, you know, and that's where I go, you actually need to <laughs> speak to my friend Manola Howard and just <laughs> do, the, do the groundwork, you know, and then we'll build out your visual identity and then we'll do your website and then we'll, you know, and so that's a very educational piece. Um, so as I've said to you before, like lots of my clients don't even know that there are people like you who do what mm. you do. So um, mm. they just think I need a logo or I need a website. But actually, if you're going to do it properly, you got to get the foundations in place. So that, yeah. So for me, it was amazing to be able to say, meet Finola and she'll help you with those. And I love it. <laughs> I love that you do that. And um, I what's really interesting is that if you like the 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 work comes usually comes through me so even though people like if you take the steps that people you know should ideally follow it's one work with you and then come to somebody like me for for brand and website but actually they they think they need the website first and foremost so they don't you know and do you think because i find this very interesting from um because that's completely normal. Like that's not unique to us. That's because I think the loudest thing in someone's mind is their website. Then they may think about brand um, uh, unless they really knew about brand first um, and about identity first. But often they come with website first. And over the years, people would have come to me through website first and then we would have started the work on positioning and then gone to website. But I think it is. Do you think why do you think that is? Why do you think, th- and I and I know one of the challenges always in the web design business is when a web designer is hired, that often somebody doesn't think about writing copy uh, that early on, and it's it's often overwhelming what is involved in actually having a website. Yeah, people totally underestimate. The work that needs to happen before I even turn on my computer. <laughs> yeah. I mean? um, like I'm kind of the last, I'm sort of the implement, you know, yeah. I do implement, but realistically I'm, I'm the implementer, but all the work is done in advance. And, you know, it's interesting that you, you mentioned the copywriting. Um, that is for some reason. Uh, okay. So the positioning, I don't think, I just think people don't know about that. Um, copywriting, people don't see the value of the investment in copywriting and they think, oh, sure, I can write 
you know, I can write, uh, I can do, I can do it myself. So I find it hard to, to get people to, to invest in that. So what happens is they go away, they write their copy. And then when it comes to me, I can't, you know, I'm usually kind of going, what about your headlines? Yeah. <laughs> or how about we have something more interesting than just about at the top of your about page? So mm. I don't blame them. They don't know, you know, they, they don't know this stuff. You know, how could they, you know, unless they spend a lot of time looking at other websites and, and most of the time they don't. They don't have time to do that. They're busy in their job. I'm often on the fence here on this one, you know, Um, and we've had this conversation before and we will get back to our topic in a second, but this is kind of interesting (laughs) to me. (laughs) But I'm often on the fence about the idea of copy and copywriter. And I'm on the fence from on one side, we want to support clients by helping them have better copy, that it's copy that is designed to convert that it takes the customer on a journey to an end goal, which is what you were talking about at the very start of this conversation, that we want to take them to a place to uh, click on what we call a call to action to either get that email, sign up for that newsletter, download that lead magnet or buy something. And um, and there's a, an art, a skill and uh, an expertise around copy and I respect it enormously. Um, and there are formulae that you can use, like uh, some great books out there, and I'll kind of note them later. And But the other side, where this is where I get straddle another fence and it's very challenging for me, and we would have talked about it, is I'm a real believer in your voice and that you sound like you and your marketing feels like you. And if someone else is writing for you, can their voice truly come through so i would say that a good copywriter can do that mm. a good copywriter will take the time it's not just you know tell me about you know they will because i've done this with copywriters for my own for my own copy you know i've hired copywriters for blogs and and for some aspects of my own website and they have exercises that they do with you to help them identify your tone and your tone of voice and the thing to remember is that you can always go back and tweak what they write. You know, it's not like they write it and you're like, oh, I have to use all of this. But they can really help you. It's the headlines, I find, where people struggle the most or or making things more concise. You know, mm-hmm. just people, like people do, they scan websites. They scan, you know, until they get to, you know, maybe if they're actually considering buying something, they will, you know, read a detailed sales page or, read a detailed blog post because they're actually getting amazing value out of it and, you know, they're taking notes on the side, you know, they will, they will dig deep, but initially people just scan websites and maybe they're just coming to just check who you are, that you're, you know, they've seen you somewhere else and they're just coming to, you know, check that you're legit. Mm. So they scan a website. So what do they see? They see the headlines and that's where people, that there, there is an art to writing headlines that engage and that convert. Um, and there's an art to keeping copies succinct, mm. you know, shortening sentences. Um, but I believe if, you know, I, I remember getting a, somebody had sent a blog post back to me and there were there were terms in there that I that jarred with me, like, you know, okay, let's dive in. And I was like, I would never say that. Mm. So that's fine. Just, you know, re- replace that with something that makes more sense to you. But I still think it's worth <laughs> 
you know, because it's marketing copy. It's not because you were able to write an essay in your English class that you're able to, you know. Yeah, it's totally write. different form of writing, like writing a book, writing, yeah. writing a poem, writing a, an article is completely different to writing copy for a website. And it's this. So, yeah. And the, and the way I think what's interesting about it is this idea of coaching the conversion that you walk, that you are fully in the mind of your customer to bring them, like what you just said, actually, a few minutes ago, that they're nodding their heads because you're taking them deeper onto this journey because you are so tuned into them, so understand the pain, so understand the problem that they have, that they just want to keep, because you're you're with them, you've brought them with you, so you actually have the answer for that customer because you have spent the work positioning yourself, understanding them, understanding what they need. And you're applying that insight into this uh, landing page or whatever page it is on your website and coaching them through to bring them to an end point. Like that is, it's a real skill. The pity is that lots of businesses who have years of experience, who know their clients inside out because they, you know, they've built services for them. They work with them every day. They somehow don't manage to translate that to their website. It's still very much the brochure website, you know, mm. this glossy uh, digital version of our glossy, uh, you know, um, paper, whatever brochure that people yeah. used to. You know, that are that that are filled with what should I say? You know, what does you know, it look people like? Who are thinking about their competition? You know, well, what's this going to make? You know, what's the competition? I have to keep up with the Joneses in terms of making mm. everything super thick and super and jargon. You know, I like the coaches I get, and they're talking about their different types of qualifications and whatever. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I don't know what that means. I might, you know, could be a potential client, but I don't know what that bit of. Yeah, it's like, talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. See, that's the, maybe as, maybe as websites engage uh, more with video, because we all know that that's already happening and it's only going to accelerate, mm. that that will actually force business, because then they'll be speaking, like then they'll actually be speaking to the, to the reader or to the listener. And that's actually going to force them to change their language, even if they get scriptwriters or whatever. You know, mm. that's going to break down that that barrier because I, I do think a lot of businesses don't realize that on the other side of the screen is a human, you know, yeah. that they could be talking to. Or I see, you know, I see a certain tone on LinkedIn where they're much more, you know, down to kind of one-to-one level in the way they communicate. But then you go to their website and it's all this, as I say, kind of, oh, yeah, you know, we, we're, you know, or, shall I or put a block between us? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, the one man bands who talk about, we do this and we do that. And I, I never recommend, I rarely recommend. But I will confess that yes. when I started in business a long, long time ago, I remember doing that because well, there's that, there's that insecurity when you start out for the first time. And it was probably stronger then that nobody was going to pay attention to someone who worked, uh, who were on their own in their business. And it's like, oh, I have a team of blah, 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 behind me, you know, 
And it's like, well, you have all of this, these years of experience and that's what you bring to the table. So it doesn't matter who you have because do you have the answer to my problem? Yeah, well, I think the culture has generally has changed around It totally that, has, you know, yeah. Totally, thank, thankfully, we can be a bit more. But I remember ourselves. it wasn't like that. So I remember saying, we, <laughs> yeah. So I don't say that anymore. So, um, so as you can tell, anyone who's listening, that myself and Lucy uh, speak we have different perspectives that kind of come together naturally that we've, uh, yeah, we've different perspectives on it. And it means that we're not, we're not, we may be targeting the same customer often, but we're not coming with the same answer or the same perspective. We each have our own uniqueness here and together we do do greater work? Would you go as far as to say we do better work because we're together? I think that's the idea of collaboration. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, collaboration, uh, I think one of the, the benefits of collaboration is that you're, it's not just you and yeah. you, you're, you know, the limit of your own thoughts and your own ideas, you know, yeah. the same, but we're better together, you know, yeah. or the, result I think the sum is greater than whatever that <laughs> whatever that phrase is you yeah, know the whole some of its parts of, yeah um and, and it, it and even I think for us um it creates a synergy which then and and obviously a trust and that then gives creates a sense of safety as well and maybe we're more likely to take risks you know when we're in a collaborative environment because well we know that we're actually not you know, that there's two or three or maybe, you know, whatever, how many people are, are in the collaborate, you know, the collaborative group. When you have that synergy and that trust, well, you're more likely to actually do something that maybe you wouldn't do when it was just you on your own because you'd be like, well, that might be a bit risky, actually. So, so like, that's very empowering, I mm. think. Um, and it just leads to, yeah, more conversations, more ideas. And, well, what else can we do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, but what's all, what for me actually the the sort of the biggest benefit is that my clients are just they're so appreciative of you know they're like thank you so much for introducing me to Fanola or mm. you know the the outcomes for the client is you know so much better than if you know because I could talk to them about their marketing whatever but it wouldn't remotely be at the I would say don't do the strategy piece mm. don't have the insight insights or experience that you do so um that as i say that initial initial positioning piece just means that they come to me then with all the answers they know who the website's for or they know who their brand is for i'm just going to take a very short break here to tell you about an opportunity where you can apply the insights from many of these conversations to your business. You've reached a point in your business where you've realized that in order to progress, you've got to be top of mind with more of your ideal customers, the ones you haven't met yet. You need to expand beyond who you already know and be seen for what you do best. And if you're ready to own your space in the marketplace, then this is my invitation to you to join my live 12-week program called Guided by Get Strategic, the complete A to Z guide to successfully position your business and own that coveted space in your customer's mind. She just knows what 
step you should take next. One of these rare finds, these really genuine people, Finola will help you to find your authentic voice. Finola has some wonderful methodologies. Did I say Finola really cares? She genuinely does. You manage to combine a proximity and helping hand with an online course or online program. You have an incredible generosity of spirit. Finola helps you to extract ideas and dreams of how to make your business even bigger. It is so much more than marketing. Click on the link in the show notes and find out more about Guided by Get Strategic, the complete A to Z guide to successfully position your business and own that coveted space in your customer's mind. Because we're both professionals, that we'll, you know, I'll do my piece of work with a client and then they'll come to you. You'll also challenge some of the things that have come from the positioning. And I actually think that's fantastic because it'll make me go, no, what I meant was, no, this is where positioning it for this reason. Or I'll say, you know, that's a really good point, (laughs) you know, because there might be subtleties that have an impact on the brand or an impact on the website that we may not have fully clicked into place. And so having this collaboration means that there's a safe way to discuss these things, that there is no, you know, no Chinese walls where nobody can, you know, move fluidly to get, because ultimately the, you know, ego leaves the room because we're safe together. We trust each other. So we collaborate more effectively. And ultimately the client gets a better offering because we respect each other. I think that's the real cornerstone of it. Yeah. And and as you say, just, you know, when they finish with you and come to me, I can often I'll go back to you and go, you know, even though that client is, you know, you've moved on to the next one. I might go back to you and go, well, hang on a sec. I don't really understand, you know, who exactly are they trying to, to fully yeah. understand who they are, you know, um, and, you know, you're always happy to, to engage. It just means that, yeah, that I just bring more insight to my to my own work. But yeah, sometimes I do challenge. <laughs> I do yeah. challenge a couple of things. Like I think of a certain tagline when I went, I don't think that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. And my point is that that's okay. And and similarly, when, you know, sometimes you're doing brand design and we're looking at that and, and you're saying, I can't, I've got two options here and, you know, what are you thinking? And and we are we get this opportunity to brainstorm with each other because we have this collective responsibility for the client. That's amazing because any other, you know, designer who works on their own will know it's really can be very frustrating when you've nobody to bounce off of bounce things and particularly things like you know, logo designs and so on. It's it's kind of terrifying, really, uh, mm. presenting them to the client. So it's amazing to have somebody who knows the client and who's done the initial work with them to be able to go, what do you think? Have I captured this, mm. you know, correctly or not? And that's, yeah, so that's, that's very precious. And for me too, I have to say. Um, and what, what do you think, like we're kind of painting this rosy in the garden picture, but it's first of all, it is something that happens kind of slowly. And if you were to, you know, it's a tentative talk to see how we gel. It's an initial project 
and we try it out and we see what happens. And there's no, in our experience or my experience of our uh, collaboration together, we we tried always to be clear with things from the very beginning of what we, you know, the boundaries, the ground rules, the ultimate goal for every client, what we're agreeing to do. I think we've always had clarity, even though, and we've just taken one, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's your feeling on the journey together? Yeah, I mean, it, it was, it, it sort of morphed into being, <laughs> as you say, it just, it wasn't like we sat down one day and said, right, how can we work together? You know, the, that, did, that conversation didn't happen. It, you know, I think, yeah, you saw an opportunity for me. You know, you had a client and you thought, mm, well, maybe, you know, maybe Lucy would be a good match here. As you say, you start with the first project and that's just, I'm like, hey, great. Thanks for the client, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, then there's a second project. And then, as I say, the clients are actually coming to me, you know, they're coming in through me and I'm going, okay. So, and as we saw a pattern emerge, it was like, okay, well, actually, how can we formalize this? Yeah, we actually, that's a good thing to share with people because, you know, doing something like collaboration, it's nice to have some kind of structure because I want to have that for people who are listening. So what we discovered was that there was a pattern of how I was able to help best. And mm-hmm. so we packaged something specifically for your clients. We, we created two specific packages for clients yeah. based on what we learned. Yeah. And that, that then just made it super simple, you know, just in terms of sort of the administration of sending out proposals and so on, you know, we knew what the package included or the two packages included, we knew what they cost and it, it just, yeah, that just saved a lot of time ultimately, you know, you're like, so, but that didn't happen. That kind of happened organically, but once we had it set up, then it was like, but it's more than it's organically. It's about trust building. It's not, I mean, it is trust building. It's not, it doesn't just happen. I mean, to say to, because I would like other entrepreneurs to explore this more. I think it can be a really uh, great way to reach a larger audience, to uh, expand what you can do, to expand uh, your network. Like there's loads of ways of, of using collaboration more impactfully. Um, so it was important as a step to build trust, to really make sure that can I trust this person with my client and vice versa? Both of us would have asked questions of ourselves because there are situations where collaborations do really badly. Collaborations can be where, because there is this innate fear that someone's going to steal my way of doing things. You know, you bring somebody in to help you and are they going to take from me? That's the natural uh reaction, especially for someone starting in business or who's worked on their own for a very long time. You have to have this dance at the start or not a dance at the start, this journey at the start to actually establish uh, credibility and stuff. Because in small businesses that are collaborating like this, it's not like becoming a gold partner for Microsoft, which has a clear journey, clear pathway with clear rules of engagement. This is much more fluid and but it still must have boundaries and it still must have rules, even if you're defining those rules. Mm. Well, when you look at some of the, you know, the bigger tech companies that, that have collaborated over the years, there is that 
give and take and this acceptance that, you know, that one side is going to benefit from maybe the the tech or the know-how or the IP of the other, mm. but that's okay yeah. because the outcome for both is worth it, you know, or, you know, maybe they collaborate in certain markets, but not in others, you know, so this, this, but there, there, yeah, I guess the question is when, when is it collaboration? When is it actually just outsourcing or when is it a referral? When is it an affiliation? Like there's loads of ways of. Let's talk about them. So, uh, because affiliate marketing is being talked about a lot at the moment, referrals, we all know for a long time, referrals are where you uh, have a client and or you know somebody and you want to refer business someone else who ha- might have the answer for them, which is effectively how we started. And <clears throat> sometimes uh, referrals are just a nod of the head and I want to refer this business to you. And in other situations, there is a referral fee involved. Now, to be upfront, we have a referral fee in place for our work together because I think it's really important to talk about this because I think that it's important to talk about fair exchange for what's coming to the table. It's a it's an acknowledgement. So I pay a referral fee to you because I'm appreciative of of the business and it makes sense. Practically, it makes sense. And and I would go as far as to um, to say if you're going to have an ongoing relationship with somebody, then it's important for there to be a financial transaction involved. I don't know what your view is. Yeah, I think if, you know, if you refer one, two, three clients to somebody else and there's no talk, there's no sort of financial compensation or benefit, well, I'm less likely to be loyal to that Mm. <laughs> to that person, mm. I'm more likely to go. Well, this person over here is pretty good at that as well. So, yeah, you know, no incentive for me to, much as I might appreciate that person's work or whatever. Yeah, there isn't the same when there's financial <laughs> reward. You're more likely to be consistent, and but also you're more likely to deepen the relationship, exactly. which exactly has a financial problem. benefit for everybody. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if it's a by the by, I mean, I don't when I refer to lots of people, but if it's not a consistent relationship, I just want to help the client. That's my ultimate goal. You know what I mean? Of course. Uh, The other one that is affiliate marketing where and you do you have a lot of experience in affiliate marketing from the perspective of uh, your primary platform, your two platforms. One is Kajabi, one is Squarespace for web development. And there's a lot of talk about Squarespace uh, affiliate stuff. Also, a lot of talk for Kajabi are very strong on affiliate marketing. Well, they're, well they're, Squarespace are playing catch up with with Kajabi from in that you know from that perspective. Uh, Squarespace for years have you know if you're a member of their circle, Squarespace circle, and those if you've built more than three Squarespace websites, you, you can be part of their circle. And if any website that you create, you get a twenty percent discount. I pass that on to my clients because for me, that's part of my sale. You know, yeah. one of the benefits of going with Squarespace is that I can get you, and one of the benefits of working with me is I'll get you this 20%. Anybody can go on to squarespace.com and get a 10% discount. I think they 
that's always available or often available. But to get 20%, if you go through uh, somebody who's part of their circle, you get 20% off year one. But so there's actually never been any financial reward for us designers for years. And there was a lot of Squarespace designers kicking up a fuss going, you know, I've built 300 websites for you, Squarespace, mm. and there's actually nothing in it in it for me. So about a year ago, they launched a referral program but it, even that it's like for 2022 i think for the first six websites you build you get nothing and then for the seventh and consecutive websites there's now uh, it's like a hundred dollars or something because it's a recurring well, fee for uh, squarespace absolutely you know, well we're doing their marketing i mean their, yeah. their, their model is very good from that perspective we're all all our you know designers across the world selling their their um, platform, their platform on their behalf. So they've introduced this this referral uh, program, and Kajabi has one. And that the Kajabi one is from the get go. Once somebody has actually, you know, if, if they use uh, my affiliate whatever code to to sign up from, you know, doesn't matter how many websites I've done for Kajabi from the get go, you get you get a fee. But what I'm seeing, which I I find actually more interesting, is that. Uh, particularly in the Squarespace uh, domain, so uh, people who there are Squarespace designers out there who sell who who build their own design their own templates, which they then you know so you can buy their template off their from their website. They have a template shop, and others who um, uh, coders, developers who develop uh, plugins specifically mm. for for Squarespace, and they are all now collaborating amongst each other. Uh, uh, promoting each other's services to their audience and obviously you know there's a kickback in there for yeah. them as well and that is just that's just blown up in the last six months every email i get from from somebody who's either selling templates not that i buy templates but i'm on email lists and you know they're uh, i'm more likely to buy a, a plug-in for squarespace for a functionality that the, the platform itself doesn't provide but i see that though that that the people in that in that uh, domain are all now collaborating with each other going we're actually marketing to the same audience how can we yeah but i think the but i also think the client ultimately benefits from having access to all these things to make their websites and their presences much better a collaboration like that and affiliate marketing like that is also happening um in the course creation space so you would see the likes of amy porterfield uh, selling Marie Forleo's oh, yeah. program and what happened, uh, Marie Forleo would be famous for B-School. And what happens is in that case is a second course creator who's not in competition with his other course creator is adding something else to the mix to that B-School offer so that they get some Amy Porterfield time as well. And the same with, and it becomes this uh, definite group of people who cross promote each other's stuff, but they're adding something to mix and giving something else to uh, the client. And I think that one, it's really good for the client because they get to choose different ways of having the experience. They get the benefit of having, you know, twice, like two times, 10 times better and an experience with uh, because of this collaboration. And also it's really good for cross promotion for both of the course creators in the first place. So in order, and I mean, the the reason that we thought to have this conversation was because 
Collaboration. Many people worry about competition and I always get people to really pay attention to competition because you have to know what's in the marketplace. But this view of collaboration is a really useful tool to expand your reach, the profitability of your company, your business and your own growth. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And I mean, there are times when if clients come to me and I feel that actually the right website for them might be a Shopify website that, you know, for whatever reason, I feel that's so ill. I will go, here's a great Shopify designer. You yeah. know, I, I'm not losing, I am losing a client, but it wasn't the right client for me anyway. So I wouldn't have done the best job for them. So ultimately, yeah, I could have said, yeah, 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 no, I'll do it for you. But that's not how I operate. I want the best outcome for them. And I know that they appreciate that and that's still good for my brand. And then the Shopify designer is happy because I've referred the business to, to them. And so they'll reciprocate that whenever, you know, the case arises and it just benefits everybody. There's no point going, no, 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 I'm going to hang on to it. Just, and, and I think also the clients appreciate business owners who support other business owners yeah. as well. It, because we're actually all trying to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all we're all people in business. So it's not like a sort of them and us, so the clients and then they have the same we have the same, <laughs> you know, uh end goal. The same issues. Yeah, and the same the same end goal. So um I just think that's about mindset, you know. Um Yeah, it's an abundance mindset, it's it's an expansive mindset, it's it's actually also very pragmatic and uh, and I've seen you do that, refer. I've come to you uh, for a client and you said, no, no, this is not a fit, but I know a man who can or a woman who can. Like it's it's uh, it's much more authentic and it's much more service oriented, client service oriented. And I think it stands to all of us. What would you like people to walk away from this conversation with? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know look at your maybe your your current offerings and see you know and then think about your ideal clients and and think about well where are they where are they going for other services attached to this project if that makes sense yeah you know and think you might think yeah but i don't know how to do that so i can't offer that it's like okay it's okay if you don't know how to do it but do you know somebody who could so that you could add that to your offering because that's what it's all about. It's going, well, I don't write copy, but I know copywriters. So mm. why don't I add that to my, instead of just going, all I do is your website for the rest, you're on your own. You know, just as I said earlier, you know, I have clients thanking me for introducing me mm. to you. So they're just happier and they feel like they're in safe hands and they, oh, okay, I, I don't have to go now and Google, yeah. you know, positioning. No positioning is so you yeah. know uh saving them time and you're educating them and just making their life easier and that's what it's that's what it's all about so yeah the question is is there is there another uh service that you could offer that would be of use to your clients maybe you can't offer it yourself or don't know how to do it yourself but is there somebody in your network that is you know that you could start up a conversation with and just see where that goes um and because you know like my business has just completely grown exponentially, Vanola, since since I met you. Just cool. And there's more coming, guys. There's more coming from there's us too. <laughs>
Thank you so much for your time, Lucy. That was wonderful. Thanks. Great. You're fantastic. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> if you'd like to find out more about Lucy, check her out on www.lucydesigns.ie. And if you'd be so kind to share this episode with someone you know who would find it valuable, I would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to reach out to me about the podcast or anything else marketing or entrepreneurship related, check out finolahoward.com. And I'll be back next week with another great guest. And until then, take care.